We are back. It is Steven Jensen and Jesse Davin. We are going to be doing WWE Money in the Bank predictions, and those are going to be brought to you by WrestleRumble.com. We tell you all about WrestleRumble.com right after we find out. How are you doing today, Jesse? I'm doing good. It's so funny, right? Was as we were getting ready to go live, my husband's playing music on shuffle, and Triple H is the game. <laughs> Came on. I'm like, yes. <laughs> doing good today. It's a beautiful day. Excited for tomorrow. So I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Excited for tomorrow also. Um, interested to see what goes on tonight because uh, for those of you who don't know, I uh, cover the shows like doing like live tweets for MMA on point uh, during the UFC shows. And there is a UFC event scheduled for tonight. And one of their fighters tested positive for coronavirus last night. Um, him and two of his cornermen. So the three people um, at that event have tested positive, and they are staying in the same hotel. Reportedly, they're staying in the same hotel um, as the AEW stars, which is uh, which is a bit concerning. Um, so as of right now, the UFC show is still happening tonight. So I'm looking forward to seeing some fights, but I would not be surprised if I heard something in the next few hours about you know. This show not happening, I, I don't know, but oh, I, hope that. That, I mean, everything else is, is good. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really interesting. You know, I, I obviously, you know, they had that, that weigh in and oh, there was like touching and all sorts of things. So I just really hope that everyone stays healthy and that everyone properly sanitized afterwards. Um, and I really hope everyone at the hotel stays healthy. And I do hope the show goes on, but only if everyone agrees to it and feels safe. So, yeah. yeah, like this is a this is a good oh, God. here. So fight week, you see Jacare. He's wearing this is the guy who tested positive. He's wearing obviously a mask and gloves, and then you can see him right here uh, pounding, or, you know, giving a fist pump to uh, uh, Dana White here in the middle, and then you see Dana White hugging fighters who are then hugging other fighters and stuff oh, like. Germs. Granted, um, you know, Jacques Ray is wearing gloves, um, but, you know, like, you know, who knows if he put the gloves on himself? Like, did he touch the outside of the gloves before he bumped Dana White? Like, did someone else put the gloves on for him? Were the gloves, like, disinfected? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, and then there's also pictures of Jacques Ray definitely within six feet of a bunch of other fighters, like, in, like, a hotel room, like, a lobby or something. Um, from yesterday also, so like, and one of the fighters for Reese Overdoom, who fights for the UFC as well, so, and is supposed to fight tomorrow, so, or tonight, so it's, it's gonna be, uh, I'm, I just gotta kinda keep my eye open, uh, my ears open, my eyes open to see, like, if anything changes, but as of now, I'm expecting to watch some fights tonight, so, um, and then tomorrow, of course, we have Money in the Bank, so hopefully that goes on as planned, and, uh, we're gonna absolutely talk about that a lot today, um, and this is a good reminder, anybody in the chat who, if you want to you know, throw your predictions out there uh, while we're going over these matches, uh, if you have any kind of super chats, anything, any, you know, match predictions that you want us to, like, for sure dive deep on, send a super chat. Uh, if there's any uh, questions, comments, statements that you want for sure read out loud and talked about on the show, super chat's the best way to do that because um, we're very grateful that so many people are uh, using the chat. Like, it's awesome all the interaction we're getting, but... Unless it's a super chat, we just can't guarantee we're going to get to it because we, we just are going to, while we're talking to each other, we're just going to naturally miss a lot of what's going on in the chat. But the super chat obviously highlights and we will uh, we'll dive deep on that. So, um, Jess, do you have any uh, 
any kind of like thoughts on any of this stuff, anything about wrestling or anything that you want to talk about before we talk about Money in the Bank? Um, no, not really. I think that, um, I guess we can just go into stuff. I mean, there's nothing that I think needs immediate priority. Um, just cause I mean, obviously money in the bank is what we're talking about. Obviously this UFC, um, it should be really interesting. Um, so, I mean, obviously we can talk about my background a little bit and what we discovered before we went live. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some tea to be spilled, I guess. Um, and some good predictions to be had. So I think we can discuss it, but I don't think right at this moment anything is coming to my mind other than my nose itching. So, um, okay. I'm gonna itch my nose. I'm itching my nose. <laughs> um, no one needs to see that. Me and Jesse were listening to the audio of the hacker, uh, like slowed down before, was distorted, undistorted, and slowed down before this. Um, I think it sounds kind of like Paige, to be honest. Jesse was saying you think kind of like uh, Sonia. Uh, it sounded like okay. It's definitely a female. If you slow it down, it's it's a female. Okay, which is interesting because a couple weeks ago it sounded like Xavier Woods um, when they slowed it down and undistorted it. Um, but when uh, let me see who on who on Twitter was that? Did I like it? I hope I didn't lose it. Um, someone on Twitter had slowed down the audio and it sounds like a female. It could be Mickey James. Someone said Maurice, but I didn't hear like an accent. It definitely sounded like it could have been like Natalia. Um, maybe I just, I didn't hear an accent, but that obviously could be a page covering up her accent. Um, I think it'd be a good way to get Mickey James back on top. Is she still with the company? I think so. Company? I think she's okay. Um, it sounds like Mandy Rose. It sound it's a. Let's be realistic though. Like, what would like Mickey? It's not gonna be Mickey James. Like, it can't be Mickey James. No, they're not gonna. There's just they're not gonna. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? There's no reason they would put like yeah. a major storyline like that. It just wouldn't make any sense. No. I it would it would be like Paige would definitely be a twist. I mean, because on. WWE backstage. I don't know who made the prediction, but someone was saying it was CM Punk. And I, as soon as I think of backstage, I think of Paige because she's on WWE backstage. That could have been her like deflecting the attention to someone else. But when you listen to it, I'm telling you, it does kind of, it sounds like a girl. Man, it I does. Find that. But we were talking about it before we uh, went live. Uh, a couple, like a week or so ago, someone did the same thing with the audio, and it sounded like a guy. It sounded kind of like Xavier Woods um, in that one. So I think that it's totally possible that WWE has recorded these with, like, multiple voices to just, for for these exact reasons, fans like us, like, overanalyzing it and, like, trying to, uh, like, be, you know, like, play detective and figure it out, which, um, I mean, which is smart on their end if that's what they're doing. I think it'd be really smart to just use different, voices over and over and then uh because you can always you can always use the uh, excuse like if you're a good enough hacker you can you know what i mean there's i'm not a, i'm not a hacker but like i can download voice changing software like very easily anybody can um so i don't know that'd be kind of cool though if that was part of the story where like the hacker could use different wwe voice like, oh, or, like they different hack people. their like voicemails 
That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that would be cool. But uh, I'm still sticking with uh, kind of our initial, what was your initial prediction that I thought was a very good prediction. And I I think that that's a good, good pick. I've been saying Ollie since you brought up Ollie um, weeks ago. I mean, look at, look at the. I know the the thing, the circle. Yeah. What else could, I mean, come on. That's his little Iron Man thing. And he hasn't been seen on TV in a while, and, like, he was getting kind of a push before he disappeared and stuff like that. Before he got punched in the face by Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, it could be Mustafa Ali. Uh, JGZ says that, yes. Or just, does he have his first name? Yeah. Is he is he Mustafa Ali? No, it's just Ali. Just Ali. It's just Ali. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't think it's CM Punk. No, it's not. I don't think it's CM Punk. He said he doesn't want to, but he... I just... Hmm. I don't know. Um. It's mysterious, though, and I really like it. And I like how this person's, like, trying to expose people in WWE. It's very, uh... It's very drama. I like it. Yeah, I mean it's some, I mean they've been doing it for a while, so like there's at least interest built up. It just has to kind of live up to the hype, hopefully. Like you know they've been talking about this for months now, this whole hacker thing, and whoever it winds up being, hopefully they're gonna do something with. Um, because the last time they did something kind of like this, I feel like it was kind of like like Bray Wyatt with the Firefly Funhouse, as far as like a long term build up, like for like a re debut. And mm-hmm. they did that uh, tremendously, in my opinion, up until Goldberg beat him. In that sense, that he right. recover. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll see a good push for Ali, if that's who it is. Or, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of <gasps> because Sammy Callahan I just the same gimmick. Yes, the whole, yeah, the ICU thing. Um, you know what's interesting? Okay, so I just thought of this. Last year's Money in the Bank. Who was supposed to win before Brock Lesnar just ran on oh, in? Right. Ollie, Ollie was at the top. Yeah. Ollie was on the top and he had that briefcase in his hand and Brock Lesnar's music hit. And you know what happens when a wrestler's music hits? They just freeze. And right. he got wrecked. Maybe this is his Money in the Bank revenge. I don't know. I don't know. That actually would make a ton of sense. Like, that would be great if they actually. If that was the story, I would be very happy with yeah, I think that would be a good um, a good little plot twist. I just, I don't know. I like the whole mystery thing, you know. I feel like they always ruin it, so it's like to keep the mystery going for a while means they won't ruin it, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> right. But I feel like before the hacker needs to be revealed or is revealed, there needs to be more, like, tea spilled. There needs to be more receipts, um, to quote the cool kids. There needs to be, like, more exposing done. Because, like, really all he's done, or he or she, they, all they have done is do the whole Mandy Rose thing with Dolph Ziggler, um, which is fine, because now Otis and Mandy are together, and that's just the best thing ever. Um, But I I just feel like there needs to be, like, another expose, you know? I I feel like they dropped the ball, like, years back. When the manager Graves, Corey Graves, was getting like those text messages and like yes, and it like it, it exposed, huh? 
With the whole sun thing? Yeah. With the, uh, yeah. And I, I, oh, I thought that they were, I thought they were going to, like, go with that, where, like, Graves was going to be, like, this, like, the, you know, like, the, like the in-between, between, like, like, all this, like, I felt like the same kind of thing was going to be happening with him, where he was just going to keep getting, like, this information, and nobody knew where it was coming from, but, like, he kept being right about it, and that eventually, like, you'd find out, like, where the, like, you know, the, the rat was, like, who was giving Corey Graves all this info, and. And I don't know. I feel like they could have done a lot with that. The Jason Jordan as Kurt Angle something didn't make any sense. Or I shouldn't say it didn't make any sense. I mean, it, technically speaking, it could have, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a story, but like, it was, everyone knows that that isn't actually his son. Like, it was, right. it's clear. So like, um, it just didn't work out. But uh, I think no. if it was Chad Gable, though, like, I still think that that made a t- It would have worked out. That would have been. It was trying. It was like a twist that didn't need to happen with it being Jason Jordan because everyone was like, "Oh, Chad Gable," but then they wanted to like have a twist. I was like, "Dude, the twist of a secret <laughs> son is enough. We don't yeah. need any more like twists and turns and all that," you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was live in the crowd in Nashville. Like they did the reveal for the son in Nashville, so like I was there. Oh. And I and I like, <laughs> he started like giving like hints on who it was. And, like, the whole section of, like, everyone's in there was, like, it's got to be Gable. Like, it's got to be Gable. This is awesome. Like, Chad, like, this <laughs> makes perfect sense. Chad Gable, Chad Gable. And then Jason Jordan came out and everyone was, like, oh, kind of cool. Yeah, but, oh, really? Jason Jordan, like, why not Chad Gable? Like, why not Chad Gable? But, uh. Right? It's, like, what? It work out. It's too I've bad. never like, heard a more confused crowd. That's how everyone felt in there. And, uh, like a collective what? <laughs> yeah. It's sad that, uh, that Jordan, like, is injured, like, because he, he had a lot of potential. It's just, the, you know, the storyline would, was, wasn't doing it any, any favors at all. Like, the American Alpha tag team was great. I don't know why they couldn't have just gone with that. Like, it worked in NXT, and you don't even need good writing for a team like that. Like, all. No. It just, it just speaks for itself in the ring. So, like, WWE didn't even have to... You don't have to write storylines for him. Just put him in the ring and have good matches, and they would have got over. Like, just like they did in NXT. Like, they had kind of the ready, ready willing, and gable gimmick with the uh, with the towel for a little bit, and that was pretty... Yes. It was just good wrestling. It was just like... It was like DIY and... Shit. Revival? Yes, Revival. Like them, just tag teams. We didn't need a gimmick. We're just no flips, just fists. You know, like, I'm down with that. Just give me some wrestling. Yeah, I agree. I want to, uh... You know, oh, mm. sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, um... Uh, Corey in the chat said, like, Corey Graves revealing it was a big cast attacking Enzo. What if... Because it feels like Corey Graves always has these, like, big scoops, like, drama scoops... What if he's the hacker and that was Carmella's voice? Um, that'd be great. That would be cool. I was just saying yeah. that. So that was just a thought train that I, I had. I saw that apparently Graves is like testing out to see if he can like take bumps and stuff again. Oh, good for him. I hope that he I hope he gets cleared and I hope that if he wants to return the ring that he can. I really do wish the best for him. Yeah, me too. I think uh I mean I don't know if that's True or not, I just saw like some have like some news articles about that. Um, but 
you know, why not? I mean, we've seen, obviously, Daniel Bryan come back and, um, you know, Edge. recently. Uh, so, I could, you know, I could, if Corey Graves can get cleared, because he, he was somebody that was really, he was really being highlighted in NXT when he got, like, had to go out concussed. I'm pretty sure... If I remember correctly, he was in a feud with Sami Zayn at the time, who was, like, one of, if not, you know, Sami Zayn was on the trajectory of becoming NXT champion. He was a guy that they were, like, he was working against, like, at, like, that upper level. Um, So, that'd be, uh, that'd be really interesting. What I was going to say. That would be. What I was going to say earlier, just because I want to, like, address it now, because I've seen Greg Cherry ask a couple times. Oh. What's your thoughts on Brad Shepard being, like, go from, uh, well, I don't know if let go or leaving. I don't know what happened from a pro. Yeah. Um, I'll say, like, from my own perspective, I've interacted with Brad Shepard, like, on a very limited basis. I've talked to him a couple times just through Twitter. Um, very basic, just liked tweets and a couple DMs here and there back when he, like, broke the XFL news and stuff. Um, I can only speak for myself. He's He's been, you know, fine to me. Like, I have... I personally don't have any issue with him. I understand he's a controversial character in, like, professional wrestling, you know, journalism and, like, this whole space and everything. I understand uh, he, there's a, there, a lot of people don't like him. Uh, I'm just saying for myself personally, he's been fine to me, but I do know that he, him and Jesse have had uh, their differences. So that's all I can really say from my perspective. Um, I don't know how much you want to go into that. Like, I prefer not to really touch it much. Yeah. To be, to be fully honest, like, I like I understand where the hate comes from within the wrestling community, but, like, I have no reason to feel that way towards him because he's always been cool to me the little bit yeah. that I have interacted with him. So, yes. what can really say? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'd rather, like, obviously, I think we probably just should address it really quickly, but here's the secret. Like, him being hateful and getting hate is attention, and I really honestly feel like for a lot of people, and I can't speak for him, any publicity is good publicity, and to get that engagement, in a, even in a negative way, is getting engagement and getting clicks and hate views, and while it's seemingly unhealthy, it does give him attention, so I don't really want to draw too much to that. Um, I don't really know what's going on. I kind of, like, forgot he existed for a little bit, to be honest. Um, but I mean, I really, I honestly and truly in my heart wish the best for him. I feel like in the beginning I was more kind of like silly with it. Cause I thought it was like a gimmick. I thought he wasn't really being serious. And then I was like, oh, he's no, he's like, it, it feels to me like he's being serious and it's really unhealthy. And I really just do wish the best for him. I really do hope that he can change his mindset and change his attitude towards people, basically, and be a little bit more respectful. I'm not going to hold any hate in my heart for someone like that because I don't know what he's going through in his life to be able to want to be hated that much. Um, I think it's really sad, and I think that he deserves to feel happy, and I feel like he deserves to be respected, but you have to give that respect back. And so I hope that he can see that, and I hope that this is a turning point in his life to get him to a better place. Um, and I'm completely willing to like make amends. I would rather not. I'd rather just have him go away and be done and not talk about it. But um, if he's willing to change and improve, I do believe that people deserve a second chance. 
And I do believe that people can improve and change for the better. And I do hope that for him. Um, and I just hope he doesn't really fall off the deep end. I really hope that this doesn't like cause him to break um, because that's never fun and that's not good. So, yeah, I think I'll just kind of close that chapter right there and just wish him the best and really hope that he can change his mindset um, and become a better person because I don't I don't care if, if you've called me names and called me like the names that he's called me. I don't want to see you fall. I don't want to see you like completely break. I don't enjoy that. That's not who I am. So I hope that he gets better and maybe learns some new journalism techniques that would help him improve in the future and not be as disliked and disrespected as much. So, yeah. All right. So uh, two very different takes on the matter, but I will say, <laughs> I will say this. Um, I think, and this is just, you know, this is my opinion. I think if he was someone who was a bit more filtered, if he had somebody like kind of above him, like made like, because because part of the issue with what he was doing was a lot of what he was reporting was inaccurate. And mm-hmm. if he had, because he can, I'll give him his credit. He can write. Like if he had credible information, and like he's a dedicated writer, he's writing all the time. I see him writing stuff constantly and podcasting, and like he wants to be involved. Um, mm-hmm. I just think he needs to make. Sh- I mean. Somebody needs to make sure that he's putting the right information out there with what he's writing. And he needs to. He needs an editor. <laughs> but right. But but I have to also say this: the XFL news that he broke was humongous news at the time. He was yeah inaccurate with it. So like he has broken stories that are credible. So like I have to give him credit for that. One hundred percent. He's broken story. He has. Um, and, like story. to his credit, I know he'll he'll probably be the first to tell everybody. But like you know, ESPN picked it up, and like there's a lot of people that gave him credit for that story. So like. Um, you know, he's had a moment. He's had a moment, and he's had a moment, and I hope that if he can improve and be nicer, that you know he gets moments. But right now, I really think he needs to do some soul searching, uh, and kind of be nice. But I do wish him well. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and hate on him and laugh at him. I mean, I'm not going to give him any attention on Twitter because that's what he wants, and I don't. And I can't do that because I haven't blocked, and that's against Twitter terms of service. Talk about people that you've blocked, so I'm not going to. Um, so I'm not going to give a negative person attention. So, yeah, I mean, I do. I wish him well, and I hope that he can find his own money in the bank and uh, cash it in and um, become champion of his soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Um, awkward unicorn says Stephen cheers with the coffee cheers I got my same mug it is clean I promise you uh, oh my god yeah yours is disappearing because of the screen but I'm a little Costa Rica uh, turtles mug um, it's hacking it's hacking my Gatorade yeah <laughs> I take I take stimulants so I can't drink coffee because <laughs> then my heart will explode out of my chest yeah we don't want that um, all right, well, we were uh, talking about Money in the Bank, and this is a good time to bring up that if you want a free entry for the WrestleRumble.com Money in the Bank Picking Contest, I'm going to give one of those away before we go off stream. I'll do it the same way I did it last time. I will put everybody's name uh, who says that they want an entry in the chat. i just make it clear, you know, I want a WrestleRumble entry, or I want a Money in the Bank entry. Just say something along those lines. 
Um, at the end of the episode, I will put everyone's name into the random generator online, and you'll all be able to watch me. Uh, it'll just randomly generate a name from that list, and that'll be who wins the entry. Um, if you want to get extra entries into the chat or into the uh, um, con or the you know contest to get into the contest, um, uh, so like Corey decided, I will take one, Stephen. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note. I'm gonna open up my notes on my phone and try my best. Perfect. So, like, Corey's got one. But on top of that, if Corey or anybody else sends a super chat of any amount, you get an additional bonus. So, you'll get, uh, you can tell me you want one for free, like Corey just did. You get one. And then you get two for every super chat. So, if you, even if, like, you're Corey, you send us a super chat, you'll get a total of three because you'll get two for the super chat. So, that's a way of increasing your odds of getting the free entry. And again, courtesy of WrestleRumble.com. Um, you can jump on their website, and they are doing one entry for 10 three entries for 20 or five entries for $30. And the prize is $1,000 cash for the Money in the Bank Pick'em contest. Cha-ching. Boom. And then they've also got dollar entries for their championship tag team, uh, their tag team championship raffle, which uh, is going <laughs> to be taking place on May the 10th. So... Um, that's coming up uh, tomorrow. So get those in ASAP. Um, really nice title belts. I don't know if my other camera is set up today or not. Um, I don't think it is. But, uh, yeah, the prizes are real. The title belts rule. Uh, <laughs> were you just doing the Ethan Klein? I can't even do it. You nail it. <laughs> I look like a real hacker. Yeah. But, uh... So, uh, Greg Cherry says, uh, I'll take an entry. I'm writing it, Greg. Is, is your last Andrew. name Brand? <laughs> Brand, no. I'll just, I don't, don't worry. I don't need your real name right now. I'm just joking. Andrew don't, Barker, Andrew Barker says he's in it. And, and he asks if it's for the USA or both UK. It's for everywhere in the world. It's, it's basically, you'll get an email tomorrow morning or afternoon from Russell Rumble with the free entry. I just, I, I'll just, uh, I basically just text the owner of Russell Rumble and then he puts you on a list, uh, to get sent out tomorrow before the show. Yay. 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 All right. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, while we're doing these predictions, so we're going to give our full predictions for WWE Money in the Bank right now. If you, want, if you want to be sure to get your predictions read on air, and this will also be an audio form on my podcast feed later today. So if you want your, um, your question, statement, comment, prediction, whatever it is, read for sure, and to make sure that me and Jesse talk about it, once again, good reminder, Super Chat. We will make sure to talk about what you want talked about um, through Super Chat. And you'll get two extra entries for the uh, raffle for the Money in the Bank uh, that we'll be doing at the end of the show. So, any thoughts on Money in the Bank before we do any of these predictions, Jesse? Um, I think... Okay, here's the thing, though. Something I was very upset about on SmackDown last night was the fact they gave a nice little tour of the freaking corporate office before Money in the Bank. What the heck? I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to be surprised. I wanted no spoilers, and they basically like spoiled it. They showed that there was like a well. Okay, I won't. I won't say anything in case no one watched. Um, JGZ, I will get your entry in. You won um, the last one, so. Yes. Um, 
But anyways, I just thought that that was really kind of bummer. They didn't show Vince McMahon's office, though, but they mentioned his office. I was like, man, okay, I do want to see that dinosaur bone thing, big dinosaur head come down. I bet they'll do, like, a fake one, but that would be so cool. Um, what are you talking so, about, yeah. dinosaur head? Doesn't he have, like, a giant dinosaur bone or something in his office? Oh, probably. Vince, yeah. They Don't, haven't you seen that? Shit. Yeah, he's got some weird-ass, like, Jurassic Park-looking kind of thing in his office. I've seen it in documentaries. But, yeah, um, so I thought that was silly. I think, I I believe only the Money in the Bank match has been taped. (coughs) Uh, That's, like, pre-tape. I think, I believe, don't quote me, I believe everything else is live. Um, So I really hope that they keep the money in the bank really long and I feel like they've had enough time to edit it. Kind of like WrestleMania, they've had enough time to edit it, make perfect it, make sure it's great. I really do feel like that's going to be a lot of fun and I'm actually so excited for that. I'm actually so excited for that money in the bank ladder match. I really am. It's going to be interesting. I have incredibly mixed feelings about it. Like, I feel like it's going to be really, really good or really, really bad. Like, I just... I just don't know. I don't know which way, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I have to say, I enjoyed the uh, the Boneyard match at WrestleMania. I enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse match, like for what it was. It wasn't really much of a match, but it was the story they told uh, rewarded the longtime hardcore fans because we all got all the references to what, what was happening. Um, so they they can pull off the cinematic match, and I expect I expect that Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, to have a lot of those elements in it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's uh, let's just start off here at the bottom. Yeah, I was gonna say let's start at the bottom. We got uh, the New Day versus Miz and Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons, who we both when we were talking about this earlier, we both forgotten that they were uh, <laughs> part of the show. Um, and then uh, the Lucha House Party. So this is a fatal four way match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Uh, Jesse, I'll have you go first on this one. Do you have any prediction for who wins this match and why? Um, I would be... Hmm. I feel like I'm going to go with like a big upset and say Lucha House Party wins. Grand Malik is really cool. I thought at Elimination Chamber, I feel like Lucha House Party really kind of cemented themselves as like a lot of fun. There were some really cool spots. I thought they really did a great job at Elimination Chamber. Um, it would be really cool to see them kind of like pull this wild win. I just feel like, I, do I really want them to win? Not necessarily. They're not like my favorite. Like I love the New Day. It would super, I'd be totally happy with them retaining. However, I feel like the tag team division in WWE on both Raw and SmackDown, I feel like Raw is doing a lot better because obviously... We love, we love the champions right now. Anyways, but um, I feel like, especially on SmackDown, it's the same matches over and over and over and over. And now with the Usos being, or one of the Usos being injured, obviously they're not in the match. I feel like the tag team division kind of needs a reset. And I feel like Lucha House Party would kind of be like one of those, what the hell? Like, you know, (laughs) Um, do I want it? No, I'm just trying to be different. I would probably say that New Day retains. But for just a wild, fun pick, I'm just going to go Lucha House Party just so we can get something different in the tag team division. 
Hmm. Interesting. I... So you can kind of go for the, like, the same line of thought for, like, the Forgotten Sons. Like, same line yeah. of thinking would be, like, something different, because uh, we haven't... They're, they're new to the, quote-unquote, main roster in general. Didn't do, like, a whole lot in NXT, or at least most of what they did, I wasn't, like, paying as close attention to NXT. What, what I've been doing lately is I'll usually... I mean, I watch all the takeovers, because those shows have always been incredible. But usually I'll just do, like, a binge watch of, like, a handful of episodes before TakeOver because I, I can't watch NXT. Like, I usually have it on my second TV, but I'm paying attention to Dynamite Live. Uh, that's going to be my attention. So I don't know how heavily pushed the Forgotten Sons were before they moved to SmackDown. They weren't. They weren't? They weren't. Okay. So, uh, so that answers my question. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to go with the New Day to retain. Uh, they recently won the tag team titles back. But they're also one of those teams that, at this point, I feel like the WWE is just kind of, like, padding their their numbers, where it's like, all right, get them, because what are they, like, the eight-time champions now or something like that? Six-time? Seven? Seven? I don't know. Um, either way, it's like they, you know, eventually it'll be, like, a ten-time, or, like, or maybe it'll, you know, they can, it's unpredictable. They can either have, like, a year-long title reign, or they'll lose them for a few months and then win them back for a few months and then lose them. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with the New Day to retain, though. That's uh, just my gut feeling, so that's what I'm going to go with. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, don't disagree. After that, uh, we got Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Seth Rollins. Um, I, I'd, I'd prefer if Rollins won this match, personally, but I do not see it happening. Uh, I feel like there's still in the process of trying to build Drew as, like, a credible champion and possibly a long-term champion. Uh, obviously, they have plans for him if they have him go over Brock clean at WrestleMania. Uh, I And, like, Rollins, I mean, he could really use the win. Uh, the gimmick could really use the win with the Monday Night Messiah. But uh, I just don't see them making the, the switch this quickly after WrestleMania. So I'm going to go with McIntyre retaining. What about you, Jesse? I'm going to go McIntyre retaining. However, I'm going to go with um, a DQ finish with Buddy Murphy interference. That's a good uh, good prediction. I just, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like this, for the Monday Night Messiah gimmick, I don't feel like a clean win or a clean loss, I should say, would be beneficial. Um, especially since they had Buddy Murphy kind of come back and... Uh, defend Seth Rollins a couple, was that like two weeks ago? Uh, I can't remember. My weeks are all combining into one. Um, they they just kind of randomly had him come back, and it was like, okay. Um, I feel like, like you said, I feel like it's Monday Night Messiah gimmick. It would be better if he were to win. However, but there's no crowd. There's no kind of, while Drew, yes, has been champion, and he defeated Big Show, <laughs> you know, in a title <laughs> defense and all that. Um, he still hasn't been, just to me, it doesn't feel like he's been solidified as a champion solely for the fact that there's been no crowd. So it doesn't feel like it's, it's like it hasn't been, like, it's not like a, he hasn't had a confirmation yet. <laughs> like, he hasn't yeah. gone, he hasn't gone and gotten his first communion <laughs> as I know champion. what you mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't had, like, it doesn't, it doesn't really, I mean, he's champion, but it doesn't feel like, it feels like it's on hold. So I don't feel like it would be fair for him to lose it so quickly 
solely for the fact that the fans haven't had time to celebrate in person his his championship reign. Um, so I feel like for both Drew and Seth, they both need a win. However, the way to kind of get over that and not make Seth look too bad is to have the Buddy Murphy interference with the DQ. So I would go with that. It's a good pick. Um, I'd like to see Rollins with more followers soon also. Um, yeah, especially since but, AOP's out. Right, exactly. It's similar to, uh, like, we could talk about this a little bit too, but, like, obviously AEW, they're going with Brody Lee versus John Moxley for the title, and I feel like Brody Lee has to win the title. Because if he doesn't win the title, <gasps> there's then there's no reason for Dark Order to follow him. Because they'd be following a loser, and the entire purpose of the group is a group of losers coming together for the win, like the winner. So, like, if shit, you're right. The title, they have nothing to believe in, and the, the all the build that they've done for this stable since AEW's existed is for nothing, in my opinion. Uh, is it a no DQ match? Huh? Is it no DQ? I don't know. I just feel like either way, he has to win. Or, or well, they never DQ anyway. <laughs> Right, yeah, they, they they kind of do their own thing with the uh, with the rules in AEW, anyways. But I uh, I I mean, it could be like a DQ finish or something where like neither person wins. But like, it's similar to the Rollins thing. A time limit draw. It, yeah, a time limit draw. I mean, I'd be that would actually probably be the perfect way out, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because they have to keep Brody looking strong, otherwise, like. Because he got all this buzz from signing over from the WWE and, like, the, being the leader of the stable that, like, the company is stuck with. You know, you know, like, when when this group started, like, everybody oh, was yeah. all over it. And the Young Bucks were even acknowledging that nobody liked it and, like, they were joking about it on BTE. And they've stuck with it, stuck with it. They've changed it and tweaked it. And now Brody Lee is in charge of it. And, like, this is, this is like, a year of, like, build-up for, like, something. God, it has been a year, like, almost. Yeah, so if Brody doesn't win, this group basically is all for nothing. And yeah. That's how I feel. I mean, I would like to see a long reign for John Moxley, but I also don't want to see... Like, Moxley's going to be okay either way, but, like, Brody mm-hmm. be, like, seriously damaged. If, if he takes, like, a clean loss from, from Brody, I think he's... Or from Moxley, I think he's damaged, which I would, uh... That would not... That would suck, because he... No. Yep. Corey yep. Matt, Darby Allen going the draw with Cody. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Gave Darby's, him momentum as well. Yeah, for sure. Darby's definitely a future AEW champion. I'm very high on Darby Allen. Me too. Um, all right, up next on Money in the Bank, we've got Bailey mm. versus Tamina. This is a match I'm not looking forward to at all. Um, the pick's on you though, Jesse. Who do you think wins? This is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think Bailey retains. Um, since Tamina won last night, uh, she beat Bailey last night. Um, usually, when that happens, that that the same outcome does not happen on the pay per view. So I just think that it would be better if Bailey won. Um, let me look at the. Yeah, I mean, obviously this should be before the Money in the Bank. What should it be before? I mean, wait a minute. I don't know. They should. I don't know. Because then they can't do the cash-in. I don't think they're... I, I have a feeling they're not going to do a cash-in either way. Same night cash. I don't think so either. I, they're just going to 
lose its magic. I'm just going to go with Bailey. It's a safe pick. I mean, good for Tamina for getting in that main event spotlight. I mean, good for her. Um, but I just don't see her getting a win at all. Yeah, me either. I'm going to go with Bailey. Uh, I hope the match is all right. I just don't. I still don't have much interest in it. Uh, Tamina's never really given me a reason to, <clears throat> to really care about any of her matches. Um, right. You know, she does a couple things, and the things she does aren't, aren't really that impressive, in my opinion. Like, her super kick isn't very good. Just my, just my opinion. And that's, like, that's like half her moveset. Is like, she has a super kick that doesn't look very impressive. She has a super fly splash, because her dad is Jimmy Snuffin. Yeah. doesn't look very impressive either. Yeah. does it. Um, nah. You know, just... I'm just not interested. Uh, so, no. Bailey wins, and uh, I'm with you on that. Up next, we have yeah. Strowman defending the WWE Universe Championship against Bray Wyatt. Do you know if it's going to be Bray Wyatt or The Fiend? Is there any distinction? I don't know. I would assume... I would assume The Fiend, but also... I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. I, it seems like they're building up to be Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Let us know in the chat if there's been any distinction. Because if it's just Bray Wyatt, then I've got to go with Strowman. But if it's The Fiend, i got to go with The Fiend. Yeah. Because so, I... I feel like The Fiend the Fiend can't take another loss. Like, the Goldberg thing killed the momentum. This is their only way of, like, trying to resalvage that. And they've got, they've got to do that, I think. I think Braun Strowman was clearly just, like, a last-second choice because uh, yeah. it wasn't going to be WrestleMania. And they just... We're like, well, we got to get the belt off Goldberg because we don't have Goldberg anymore. And now they have to find a way of getting it back on Bray. At least the story makes sense. But I could also see them doing, if it's just Bray Wyatt, I could see Strowman beating Bray Wyatt and then The Fiend beating Braun Strowman at, like, the next pay-per-view or something. So, Yeah. You know, to me, I was watching last night and I didn't mention this. Um, Bray Wyatt in the ring with Braun Strowman, they kind of look alike, other than, obviously, like, the height and stuff. They've kind of got, like, the hair, the beard, just big, brawly dudes, like, backwoods kind of dudes. <laughs> um, it looks like uh, Braun Strowman was talking to his inner child. If you've ever done inner child therapy. Because <laughs> um, Bray was acting, obviously, like, very childish and very fun. And, and Braun's like, it's time for you to move on it's time for you to let go like you know when you talk to your <laughs> this is kind of exposing me when you talk to like your inner child um you do kind of like this thing where you you, you tell your inner child the things that you couldn't let go of it's kind of felt like that and uh jgc with the super chat so he gets um two, two entries. entries right thank yep. you jgc thank you thank you thank you <laughs> i'll give you your two extra that really means a lot thank you so much so we should have a total of three in there now. Um, yes. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, I feel like it is. This was like kind of a a half-assed kind of. Oops, we gotta get something. I mean, like the storyline around it is pretty good because I mean he was part of the Wyatt family. But oh my god, that promo that Braun Strowman cut was so bad. He was like talking generically. He's like, "Yes, I was part of the Wyatt family." <laughs> but he was really scared of me. This it was like, and then Bray comes in there and steals the show. But you know, I just I feel like Bray retains or not retains. Wait, is he champion? No, bronze champion. Did Bronze champion. Show? Yeah. Oh, it said does. Okay, I thought it was flipped around. I was like, wait a minute. I don't know. I don't. 
I don't like Braun Strowman being champion. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't like it either. Like I said, it's just a... There was nothing else they could really do. Or at least they felt like there was no one else they could go with to to beat Goldberg. Um, and sorry, GGZ, I don't know if the graphic worked or not on the screen or if it did for like just like a flash for a second, but normally like a GIF pops up on the screen. Thank you for the donation. I saw it for like half a second on my screen. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so sorry. And we, we do very much appreciate the $5 very much. Um, so I guess... So are we both on the same page then? So like if it's Bray, like Fire, like Funhouse Bray, he'll lose. But if it's the Fiend, the Fiend wins. Yeah, I think so. My husband thinks Braun's gonna win. He's over here, like, because I asked him to get my charge. He's like, Braun's gonna win. Braun's gonna win. <laughs> Braun's Braun's gonna win. Gonna... Yeah, it smells I mean... really good in here, by the way. He's cooking something in the crock pot. Ooh, nice. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna ask him. What are you cooking in the crock pot? Ribs. Ribs? Sounds like Italian. Do you like ribs with a uh, do you like barbecue sauce in there? Or? Do you do the ribs with barbecue sauce in there? No, not yet. No, not yet. He said. Oh, okay, gotcha. Ooh, slow cooker though. I think what he does is he puts it in the slow cooker and then he grills it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ooh, delicious. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I don't really like. Oh, I disappeared. Yes, I don't really like ribs because they're ribs, but I like the meat. <laughs> Oh, hey. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... I don't know. This one's kind of up in the air for me. What if he joins the Wyatts? He joins the Funhouse again. Oh, my God. Okay, so last night during the Firefly Funhouse thing, so Bray is, like, telling him to join them again. Um, and the, 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 the Funhouse people are all, like, Randlin' Rabbit, who's my bae, um, <laughs> is in there, and Abby, the witch, and... <laughs> Husky Harris the pig or whatever his name, Porky the pig. Huskus. Ever Huskus, yeah. And then um Mercy the Buzzer, they're like joyous. But like they keep cutting to Braun Strowman and he's like the same it's like the same shot of him going <coughs> this. It was so lame. I was like, oh my god. So like I don't know. It should be interesting. I really don't have a prediction for this, other than if the fiend comes out, fiend's gonna win. Because he's superhuman. I don't really see this going any other... Oh, my God, my arms. Floating <laughs> <laughs> head. That'd be spooky. Anyways, yeah, I don't really... I don't know. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... With, I, uh, it's not I, hope the some, I hope there's some sort of confirmation of, like, if it's going to be Bray Wyatt or The Fiend, like, for sure, before I make my WrestleRumble picks. Because that's like what he it, said, my entire prediction off of. He, my husband just said it's going to be Bray. Okay, and that's what everyone in the chat seems to be saying too. So, and that's what Wikipedia is saying. I think usually it says the Fiend Bray Wyatt, like if it's going to be the Fiend. So I got to go with Braun in that case. That's going to be that's going to have to be my prediction. Yep. Yep. Me too. All right, and lastly, we have uh, basically two matches in one. It's the man. Men and women's Money in the Bank contract ladder matches. Um, so we have um, the men, the man's ladder or briefcase is hanging, I guess hanging above the headquarters from like a, from like a helicopter or like a, <laughs> like a, uh, it's Vanguard one. Vanguard one. Um, more realistically, I'm sure they have some sort of like uh, scaffolding or something like 
over the ring that they're like you know it'll be hanging from I guess. Um, so you'll have the the man the men I keep saying man the men's briefcase. The man. Then the women's briefcase will be a little bit lower. And that'll be uh, for the women's contract. So we'll have both of those going on. Don't know if they're doing, we've talked about this before, we don't know if they're doing like both hanging above the same ring, like they've been showing on uh, WWE programming leading up to it, or if there's going to be two separate rings on the top of the building with two separate setups. I don't know. Um, But I'm going to let you go ahead and kick us off with these predictions, Jesse. Um, I I guess starting with the, the men's match, we have, well, it's all one match, but the men, the men's roster is Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles, which is a pretty pretty darn good lineup. Um, who do you think walks away with that briefcase? Hmm. Who do I want? I want Otis. I want Otis Twin. Uh, but. I'm gonna. I, I think it's gonna be between Otis and AJ Styles. Um, I really, really, really want Otis to win. I. Here's the thing. I can see King Corbin winning it again, just because his he had a failed cash in. What was that? Two years ago. Um, that was a wild. And that's just. Yeah, you know, and so I feel like that could happen. Alistair Black would be a really, really, really good one. Um. I would not be mad with Alistair Black winning. I could see that. You know what? I don't think AJ Styles needs to win it. I would go with Otis or Aleister Black. Daniel Bryan, I don't think he needs it. Daniel Bryan, I, I like what he's doing with Drew Gulak. I really like that. I think he should, I think the Intercontinental Championship should be the feud that he's going for right now. I feel like that's a really fitting for him at this moment to try and get like Sami Zayn and Shinsuke over and all that stuff. And Cesaro, even though they don't really need to get over. But it just kind of does bring, Daniel Bryan brings a, a prestige <coughs> back the Intercontinental Championship feud, and I feel like that's good, and I feel like they should continue with that. Um, Rey Mysterio, he doesn't need it. He's Rey Mysterio. I know there's there were a couple people in the chat last time that said they would love to see him have one more championship run before he retires. That's fair. Um, I just don't think he needs to win Money in the Bank. I feel like it's something that Aleister Black or Otis could definitely use and definitely give an advantage to them. Um, I want Otis to win, but my wild, hot, spicy, maybe freezing cold take is Alistair Black. Yeah, it's, this is a tough one. It's tough. Um, like, I don't see Mysterio I'm winning. not certain. Yeah. I don't see Mysterio winning. Uh, I don't see Otis winning, although I love him. I don't see him winning. Uh, Daniel Bryan for the same reasons. I don't. I don't see him winning. Nor does he really need to win. Um, AJ Styles is an interesting one because like he could use it from the perspective of like he's all similar to Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan has kind of more going on right now as far as like that whole feud with the people you're just talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AJ Styles like there's no more uh, OC. There's you know, he's, this thing with Undertaker's done, I don't think he has, like, a like real direction at the moment. But he's always yeah. perennial, you know, he could always be the world champion at any point and people will accept it because he's so good. Um, and him versus Drew Gulak, or Drew Gulak, Drew, uh, I almost call him Drew Galloway, uh, Drew McIntyre. 
<laughs> <laughs> um, Drew, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles could be really good um, if it was like a proper match for the title. Um, Aleister Black, I think, is a really good choice. And King Corbin is an interesting one, but I feel like they've already done so much to like, you know, it's like they, they do great with Corbin, then they totally ruin him, then they like try to rebuild him, then they kind of totally ruin him again. And I don't think he really needs the briefcase, to be honest. So I might be with you with Aleister Black, actually, kind of with this process of elimination. Um, and he'd be an interesting one, too, like just the... Love it. Yeah, just the idea of him like he could come at any moment and and hit you with that spinning heel kick and that's it. Um, black mass. Black mass. Boom. Um, and the, they seem to be pretty high on him. It could really help him a lot, I think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with Alistair Black. It's kind of like a dark horse pick, I feel like, but I think it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> it does. It makes once you go through it and once you kind of deduct and use deductive reasoning and. All that, it kind of does make sense. So, I think it would be fun. And I feel like, do you think that they, here's my question, do you think they filmed different endings? <coughs> That's a good question. I really don't know. Um, because for me, I feel like they could have had, well, maybe King Corbin's going to win, but then they look at the ratings. And I do believe, I did see Sean Ross Sapp tweet that ratings were up. So that's good. However, ratings have been down, and I feel like King Corbin is, like, a ratings destroyer. Um, right. As much as I love and respect him as a person, not good for ratings. Um, so I would think Aleister Black would be a fun one. It'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's just really interesting because there's, there's, there's a lot of different ways they can go with it with Aleister Black. A lot of people in the chat mentioning AJ Styles. I mean, he's a pretty safe pick. Like, it's just... Yeah. And, you know, it's what I was thinking. It is kind of interesting because even with him, even though he's a superstar and he doesn't really need the money in the bank per se, Gallows and Anderson just got let go from the company. He's by himself, you know? Right. He does, maybe he does need a revamping of his story and money in the bank would be a way to do that. So for him, even, it makes sense. This is just really a crapshoot, you know? Um, or, I mean, what if it's a big swerve and, like, you mentioned it earlier, like, the hacker, like, grabs the thing. That'd be kind of cool. What? He hacks it away. He just, he, it's been a hologram the whole time. And, oh. That'd be cool. Or he has, like, a lock on the little thing. I think the fan, the fans would probably revolt after that, too, after, like, Brock came out of nowhere to win it last year and everything. Um, or, but like I said, if it is uh, Ali. Ali, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, like you said, that'd be crazy if we came full circle like that. But that'd be beautiful. But I, yeah, I'm gonna go with Alistair Black at the, at the end of the day. I there's just they could just do so much for him. Uh, just that credibility of knowing he could become the champion at any time uh, would would do him a lot of good. I think. Um, yeah. And then we have the women's uh, portion. We have Oscar versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. Um, I mean, is it, see, like with this one, <clears throat> I know we talked a little bit before about this. We're like, I feel like if they were going to go with Shayna, they would have already because of all the, like, all the build up for her. But 
then she lost in such like a anticlimactic way at WrestleMania where she kind of like pinned herself when she had Becky mm -hmm. rear naked choke. So it's like, I could totally see Shayna winning this and then similar to Aleister Black where it's like, you know, you know that she can take any of the women out at any time. So like all she really needs to do is have a referee around and, and choke somebody and she could win the, mm -hmm. win the title. Um, so like, I'm going to go with Shayna. I, I'm going to say they keep going with her, but I mean, there's a lot of reasons to pick these the other women in this, these mat in this match. Like there's, there's an argument that can be made for pretty much all of them. Uh, so mm -hmm. who, who are you thinking, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, to piggyback off the the whole statement of there's an argument for all of them, you know, I can agree with that. You know, you have Carmella, who's won it before. That's kind of the case that she's making. Um, you have Lacey Evans kind of becoming this baby face, triumphant, you know, getting the upset over Sasha Banks to get into the match, despite everything, um, who could definitely use a push. However, However, I don't I think she needs the money in the bank. bank. You have Dana, Dana Brooke, Brooke kind of coming out of the shadows, shadows earning her way. That would be a big underdog, underdog upset. You know, she looks great. She's improved, improved vastly in the ring. Um, same can't be said for Nia Jax, Jax, but you could also have that, that huge heel heat case for that. that. She's already got a lot of online heat. She's got a lot of, you know, not just online, I would assume, but also offline heat for... Um, uh, allegedly, allegedly and from what it looks like from a fan perspective being an unsafe worker um she's got, got that whole heel heat thing so seeing her kind of just force her way through everyone i could see that happening just kind of like a king corbin-esque kind of win you know what i'm saying just that go away heat Shayna baszler like you said your pick um definitely could use the win she could just choke anyone out Anyone of these ladies out at any time and just become champion. I mean, does she even need? I mean, yeah, I guess she needs the briefcase for that to become champion, but she could just do that anyway. She did that at Elimination Chamber. I mean, hell. But then you see what happened to her at WrestleMania, and you could say she's got this vendetta. Um, totally makes sense. Then you have Asuka. Asuka clearly has the history of being a dominant force in NXT and in WWE. She's been champion before. Um, um, I would, I would personally, personally love, love to see Oscar win. win. I do I agree. I see in the chat, chat a lot of people, people um, would love to see Oscar win. win. However, However, Greg Cherry Brand just said, I would like to see Nia win because we never got a Nia versus Becky match, which is a very good point. It's a very good point. That's very spicy. That's a hot take. I like it. But I but don't want to see Nia win, win just because, because like, like, then she gets, like, a lot of online hate. And as much as I may not agree with the way that she works, I don't like seeing anyone get online hate. I just don't think it gets fun. I don't want her to get that. <laughs> I know that's, like, stupid, but I just, I, I feel bad. Um, but I, I do, I want Asuka, I want Asuka to win. Um... I feel I like, feel like I, I, unfortunately, unfortunately for Kyrie, Kyrie Zane, I don't know what's going on with her. I guess she's hurt again. again. But, but Oscar's, Oscar's just been like a, a light in the SmackDown life, life for me. She's, she's been super fun. fun. She's a she's force. force. She's kind of being silly right now, but I would love to see her be taken like super serious again. I think a win would be good. However, I agree with your pick as well with Shayna. I want Oscar to win, but I'm going to also go with Shayna. Um... 
Or should I just should be I different? Be I'm going to go with Oscar, Oscar just so, so I can be different from your pick. But I totally see why your pick makes a lot of sense. But I would love to see, like, Shayna choke out, like... Baron, Baron Corbin, Corbin or Naya. Naya and Shayna come together and just knock out some dudes. That would be okay. pretty cool. Yeah, you were talking about that before, like the possible overlap between the men's and women's match. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just go with Asuka just to be different from you. However, if you had not said Shayna, I would go with Shayna. Yeah, and also it's worth you know thinking about you know, I guess technically the briefcase can be any championship similar to the Royal Rumble. So, like, if you get that briefcase, you can go out for the NXT, the Raw, or the SmackDown titles. Um, so I feel like with, like, our pick for Aleister Black, I think it would be interesting if, you know, if you, like, let's say Strowman beats Bray on this pay-per-view, but then The Fiend beats Braun to win the title later on. If they could set up Aleister Black and The Fiend on SmackDown, that could be really good. Possibly. Ooh. Dude, all that darkness. Yeah. All that darkness. Oh my god. Yes. The Gotham me is living for that. Yes. It'd be interesting to see that. Like, Aleister Black is like the. Yeah. I want that. Anti Bray. Yeah. Oh my god. Anti Bray, but also the same. Right. Right. Oh now I will not I now I want nothing less. <laughs> now we have just ruined now. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, that's our picks for Money in the Bank. If you want a free entry for the Money in the Bank Pick'em contest at Wrestle Rumble, now's another opportunity. Like if you I'm gonna be picking a random person to give a free entry away to. And all you have to do is let us know in the chat. Uh, Jesse's keeping up with that. And there's just give me all the mm-hmm. names. I'll put up on the screen, like the random name generator thing. And whoever's name pops up is going to get a free entry for the contest. And the contest is for $1,000 cash. I will give you two additional entries. If you send a super chat of any amount. And we also will make sure to dive deep on uh, your super chat. If you have a question, comment, statement, anything like that, a prediction for money in the bank. Um, but now's a good time. If you want a free entry, just go ahead and, um, let me know in the chat. Just say, I want, I want a chance at a free entry or something like that. We'll make sure to put you on the list. Send a super chat. You'll get two more entries. And that's, like I said, any amount of super chat. Um, <coughs> what else is there? Is there anything else you want to talk about before, uh, I talk about the- Corey? Um, yeah, Corey Williams wants in, so I'm going to put him in. Um, do we want to talk about how great AEW was? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, first, I do see in the chat, Karrion Cross introducing Darkness and NXT. Why don't we just really quickly go over um, what we thought of the entrance for Karrion Cross, um, since that was a big topic for NXT, like the big topic for NXT. Yeah, sure. What were your thoughts on it? Um, I was watching we had NXT on the big screen because that's what my my husband like gal off your entry in. Um, so and there was some championship matches, so we had that on the big screen TV or TV. I was watching AEW on my laptop, um, reacting to that. Um, well, hold on a second. And um, 
I'll tell you I'll what, tell you when, when Karen Cross came out, I keep wanting to call him Killer Cross, so forgive me. Forget you're already in, Greg, but forgive me for... Uh, calling, uh, him calling him Killer Cross. If I do, I, do. I, I really, really thought, thought that, that it was it so was cool. So I'm cool. like, I'm kind of like half, half watching, watching it. I was like, oh, this song. Yeah. 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 You know, whatever. Yeah, I really like the, really song. the song. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. cool. I was like, I was wow, like, wow, this really is, is like cementing Carrie Cross as like a force in NXT. However, watching it over, watching it a few more times, it got more and more cringy. Like, so cringe. Like, I do not need to see Scarlett Bardot lip-syncing this song, flailing around. Like, I get the whole, like, she's a siren, like a sailor siren, and bringing, drawing you into him. But it's like, girl, you don't need to lip-sync that, honey. A, you're off. Like, your lip-syncing is not good. You're beautiful enough. Your presence, you are so gorgeous, girl. Your presence is enough to draw in the male demographic, sweetie. Like, you are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You got boobs. But your lip-syncing, honey, is off. And I just, I didn't need it. Like, it just felt like it was me. Like, I do that every night, like, making my dinner. Like, everyone's gone to bed. I'm, like, running around my house, like, lip-syncing and dancing. Like, that just reminds me of, like, the things I don't want people to see. So, so that was that cringe. cringe. However, However, other than, other than that, that, it was pretty cool. cool. But I don't, I don't think, think it was as great as everyone is saying. Yeah, um, I I feel like if she's gonna, if the li- if the lip syncing was like a one time thing, I'm okay with it. But if she's gonna do that every single time that Cross comes out, I think it's gonna get old like really quickly. Um, especially if like the mouth isn't matching the words right, it's gonna be strange to keep watching that but <clears throat> i do uh i do like that the wwe has put so much effort into the entrance like we talked about a little bit before the stream but like i think uh the fact that they put that much thought and preparation and effort and all the yes different lighting and the the music fits him really well and like so maybe the entrance like if he did like the second half of that entrance every time i'd be fine with it like if it was like the you know, it's dark, and then you just see all those lights flashing, and he's there, like, looking crazy, like, coming down the ramp with Scarlet next to him. I'm all for that, but, yeah. I mean, like I said, at least they have plans for the guy, because he's clearly, like, a he's a star. Like, this guy, I was a fan Dude, of... yeah. I was a fan of his and Impact Wrestling. The stuff he's done with Bloodsport's been really cool, like, because he has an actual... Like, he's not, like, a... Really like a pro MMA fighter, but he's done the training. Like he was, he was, his basically his career path, from my understanding, was he he wanted to be an MMA fighter, and he did all the training to to do professional MMA, and then just kind of like gravitated towards pro wrestling, and that's why you see a lot of his his move set in wrestling is akin to what you'd see kind of in an MMA fight, um, a lot of it. And I, uh, I think he has the right look. I think his pairing with uh, Scarlet it works really well. It's visually, it looks good. They're both good workers. Um, both good looking. Yeah, sure. So like, I, I, there's a lot they can do with them. Um, and he's good in the ring. Um, I'm gonna close my window real quick. There's somebody. I was gonna say, damn. There. Did you eat um, beans for dinner, bro? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, let me uh, get this. Closed. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't mind it, but it sounded like a fart. Still might hear it a little bit, but uh, hopefully that's a little bit better. And I've got the glare, too. I'm going to leave the glare. Yes, it's beautiful. 
But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought, like I said, at least they're doing something with him. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else was, like, going on on NXT. I can't remember if there's anything else yeah. about. Or if it was um, AEW, like, Dynamite was great. Dynamite was great. I know, um, for me personally, while NXT was good, um, it was incredibly disappointing. And, um, like, a kind of a hot take... Uh, um, let me add, add unicorn, unicorn into the entry. entry? All right. All right. Um, um, I, I someone said it's Vanguard, Vanguard one. one. That's, That's funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I feel like that uh, NXT because they were building it as like another takeover since obviously takeover didn't happen, which sucks. I was supposed to go. To me, it was it so disappointing so that I think that this could be like a turning point in a negative way for NXT because there were so many like Charlotte, the Charlotte finish was a DQ and then um, Velveteen Dream lost and it was like a ref bump and then, you know, there was a pin and Velveteen Dream should have won and so the feud's going to continue, but it was very disappointing. Um, I feel like this could shift the momentum towards AEW. Just because, just because it was, it was it's, it's not, like, I'm not I'm trying not to, like, say NXT's over or whatever. Or whatever. This is just, like, kind of, like, my stupid, stupid dumb, dumb fan, fan prediction. prediction. It's, it's echoing, he said. Yeah, I hit the button. Okay. Anyways, um, but, yeah, I feel like, I feel like AEW's going to start to get more viewers now. I feel like this could have cost NXT some fans, which I hope it didn't. But, but it does it kind does of feel like that, that. just because it was so disappointing, disappointing and AEW was just so, so good. good. So good. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> that last match for AEW, like, getting a lot of praise with, like, the golf cart and all that stuff. Sammy, Sammy Guevara just taking a bump like a champion, like, head first onto the, onto the golf cart, then right onto the concrete and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good show. Um, Kenny Omega did some crazy stuff. Like, I mean, that moonsault off the... That zipper lift. lift. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm glad he's doing that kind of stuff, too, because, like, you know... DDT. Huh? He's doing a lot of DDT. Yeah. Well, all, that's true. But and on top of that, like, it's reminding everybody, like, why Kenny Omega is special. Like, for a while, he was kind of getting lost in, like, the... Like, obviously, he's always having good matches, and, like, he's part of the tag team champs with Hangman and stuff, so, like, he's already up there, obviously, but, like, for those of us who have watched him for a long time, whether it was through DDT or New Japan or even, like, Ring of Honor years ago and stuff like that, like, like we all know that he's capable of this stuff, but, like, a lot of the casual AEW audience still might be kind of confused as to, like, like, keep hearing Kenny Omega is, like, this amazing wrestler but i haven't really fully seen it yet and then you see stuff like that and you're like oh okay i get he can do that also okay i gotcha you know mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you know obviously he had that death match with john moxley um yeah. which was good but it, you're right it's like all these people who haven't watched him in new japan haven't seen him in ddt haven't really seen what he's capable of if you haven't i would highly recommend watching his feud with okada the wrestle kingdoms oh my god best matches ever um but yeah i feel like finally he's kind of coming through the woodwork and just showing his true self and it took a quarantine but hey i think that he's so versatile and just a great worker and i feel like 
he kind of took the spotlight away from himself, so to speak, if that makes any sense, because he wanted other wrestlers to get the shine just because that whole EVP kind of stigma, authority stigma that they kind of had, they wanted to step away. I do believe he did recently in an article uh, kind of explain his reasoning behind it. But, uh, whoa, oh, my God, we got two Super Chats. Holy smokes. Let's get to those. Yeah, go um, for it. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. Um, thoughts on, a- okay, this is Gal. Do you- Gal and uh, Corey, you guys get two extra entries in the Russell Rumble um, thanks. So I'll put that down once I'm done. So yay, we love this. Okay, thoughts on AW getting fined for the Omega versus Mox um, match and why Chris Cruz is a piece of shit. Um, yeah, that was bizarre. So they got fined because he was blading and blade and there was blading, clearly. Um, and blading is not allowed in the state of Maryland. Um, yeah, that was that was so dumb. That guy like openly like. Folk, his name should be Karen Cruz. Like, let's be real. That's, like, such a Karen move. Like, speak to the manager. Like, whatever. You know? I mean... Wait, what was so the situation? Funny. What's... What, I'm, at, I'm blanking at, on Chris Cruz. I feel like I know... So, Chris Cruz reported AW to the Maryland Board... Sports, I don't know what it's called. Don't quote me on that. The athletic state for, commission or whatever. Yeah, for <clears throat> blading. And so AEW at full gear, so blading is illegal. And so AEW was fined $10,000 for violating uh, policy, which is so stupid. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. I don't really know what else to say about it, to be honest. Like, um, if they're not supposed to be blading, they definitely shouldn't. Um, but... I mean, the Mox vs. Omega match I thought was really good. A lot of people thought it was, like, too far, um, but, like... Yeah, if you've ever seen a deathmatch. Well, the thing is, like, I'm not a fan of deathmatch wrestling, really, um, but they didn't do... I mean, they did some kind of cringy stuff during that match, and by cringy, I mean, like, for me to watch it, I was kind of like, oh, it's hard to look at. But, honestly, it wasn't... I'm... I'm kind of numb to a lot of it at this point. There's certain things that get me every time. Like, anytime I see somebody take the thumbtacks to their bare feet, like, that's... Because I've seen that a few times now, and, like, that one I can't even look at. Um, there's, like, when I, like, the pizza cutters on foreheads and stuff. Like, there's certain things... Oh, the staple gun. The staple gun I'm not as cringe at because it's such, like, a small little, you know, barely kind of thing, but, like, because here's the thing, and a lot of people might disagree, because I know there's a lot of people that, that do view, even wrestlers I've interviewed that have told me, like, they view deathmatch wrestling as an art form. And I get it to a degree, but to be honest, like, for me, like, professional wrestling is about protecting yourself and protecting your opponent and doing mm-hmm. ways similar to magic where, like, you're not... Yes. You're, you know, you're, there's, like, secrets to doing it so that everyone is safe and healthy in the match and all that stuff. And what Deathmatch Wrestling does is it takes that element out of wrestling where, like, you actually are cutting people in the head with pizza cutters. And, like, you actually are getting thumbtacks stuck into your feet. Like, you are, there's no, there's no, like, magic or secret or, like, like working safely about, like, 
that ain't an illusion, sweetie. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not an illusion. It's like you're actually doing that stuff. So to me, that's like the opposite of the art form. We're like, that's you know, like not art. That's that. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if they paid me enough, I'd do it. <laughs> I don't know. There's certain things I want because, like, the other thing is the <clears throat> kind of the big thing on the indies with the death matches, at least. Life. With, the lights have been going on forever, and so have these things, but I've been seeing them more lately is the the wooden meat skewers. Have you seen those? Where they take those wooden skewers you would use to make, like, kebabs on the grill, and they'll take, like, a like a handful of them, like, whatever in their hands, and they'll put them up to their opponent's foreheads and, like, pop like, my god to their heads oh my god and they'll oh my oh yeah and they'll have like they'll be sticking out like this fucking fuck unicorn mohawk out of their heads and like and it's actually like there's no there's no like that's they're actually in their fucking forehead because when they pull them out like you see the holes and they're bleeding and like that's yeah there was a Matthew Justice, who's one of my favorite independent wrestlers, um, who does death matches, but also does, you know, does everything well. But uh, Matthew Justice, he had to saw him tweeting the other day, actually, about how he uh, he recently popped uh, a uh, a wooden a wooden uh, like a splinter or something out of his forehead that he said had been in his head since March from one of those things. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yucky. Um, so yeah, there's that stuff, which that's too far. So like when when I, once I've like seen that enough times, seeing Moxley and uh, yeah, that was Omega is like patty cake. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's patty cake. Yeah. And then we had Corey. Corey had a super chat as well. Corey, thank you so much. You've always been so supportive every single time. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Seriously, awesome. Sammy Guevara is becoming my favorite wrestler between that bump and when he's saying Judas that one week, he cracks me up every time he is on screen. Yes, he has become the golden child of this whole situation. Like, really has become the MVP of this whole quarantine situation. He's become, like, what the crowd is meant to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he takes what excitement that we have from the crowd and gives it to us in a small condensed vlogger form. <laughs> like <laughs> he is so good. And he's like annoying in like the best way, like chicken shit heel. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, you can tell he's being like mentored by Jericho too. Like the best yes. person you could ever have giving you advice on being that kind of character is in the inner circle with him. So it's like, He's just going to keep getting better and better. Um, I know I've talked about it before on this uh, this show, but, like, I, I was aware of Sam Guevara, but when I saw him live for the first time was, like, a few years ago in Nashville at, at an NWA show. And, like, there was a lot of really good talent on that show. Like, Willie Mack, I believe, was on that show. He was, like, one of the in-ring guys. And uh, Cody versus Nick Aldis was on that show. This was NWA's 70th anniversary. So, like, there was a lot of really good talent. And at the end of the show, and I wound up uh, talking to Sammy, like, really briefly um, afterwards. And I, I got to meet a lot of the people that were on the show afterwards. And Sammy was, like, one of those guys where I walked away from that show, like, this guy is going to be 
a massive star when he catches on somewhere. Like, he's so good in the ring. And this was before, like, the character work that he's got now. So, like, I mean, the guy can do anything, and he's still super young, incredibly talented. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that Sammy Guevara, he's another one of those guys similar to Darby Allen that I think is going to be one of those. It's like, that's kind of like the... It, off the top of my head, like, AEW's future is, like, MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy. There's, like, the four people that I yes. I'm, like, these are, and they're, like, quote-unquote, kind of, like, homegrown AEW stars that really didn't get exposure elsewhere and stuff. Um, Absolutely. So. Yeah, they're young enough, they're impressionable enough, they have enough room for growth. They haven't really been limited to their certain style, so to speak. Um, like they don't have like a preconceived notion from the audience, like a Joey Janela would have, you know, I love Joey Janela, but everyone thinks of him in crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so him being in like a regular wrestling match is always like, people are always like, Oh, can he do it? Which he can. Yeah. He had but a good match with Cody last week. Really good match with Cody. did. Oh my God. It was great. Um, phenomenal. He's a great wrestler, but people do have that preconceived notion of him that he's Mr. Street fight, death match, crazy shit kind of guy. Uh, but, you know, like you said, Darby Allen, you know, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy. I mean, Jungle Boy was had, like, a little on the indies and stuff, but I feel like, you know, in AEW, it's kind of different. And not a lot of people saw him. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, obviously you and I would have seen him, but, like, people who are just starting to tune into AEW, um, which they are actually getting a wider um, casual audience. Um, than WWE, and I can speak personally from my own experience. The best man at our wedding, um, he doesn't like ever watch wrestling, but we were talking one day, he came over and um, he was like, yeah, anytime AEW's on, I'll watch that. That's really good stuff. He's like, I won't watch WWE. It's too like cringy and stuff. And I was like thrown like completely off a loop. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I love that AEW. It's actually really cool. So they do have this casual audience who's freshly into it that don't really have the time nor the desire to kind of look into the backstory of these people and where they've gone because they just don't they don't care and you know yeah so i do and then yes i just saw gal's super chat thank you um thank you gal so much yes i just i was about to explain that when we were talking what were we talking about oh my goodness let me go back up Oh, yeah, the um, the blading and stuff, how wrestling's... Okay, so, and we were talking about how it's an art form, right? And it's a very specific choreographed art. So, as Gel mentions, thank you so much. She said, wait, I just saw on Jesse's Twitter, someone said wrestling isn't real. I've been duped. So, last night, someone said fake. And I said, what? And they said, wrestling is fake. And I went with it, and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> so, what do you mean? And they sent me this video that I think they made themselves. It's a very well done video of they slow down like wrestling matches and circle like John Cena getting like this and not taking a punch and like moving mm -hmm. and like <laughs> Dean Ambrose taking like a doing a kick and John Cena like, you know, moving and he like circled it. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart is broken. <laughs> And he's like, it's okay. My heart was broken, too, when I found out. Oh, my gosh. 
And I was like, you know what? I still love it, though. <laughs> I just I didn't think, because I was just kind of baiting them. You know, I was like, wait a minute, what? Sure. Serious? <laughs> and this guy was, like, trying to help. He was like, he felt like he was helping. This guy was trying to expose WWE. Oh, I have a pretty funny story. Um, I won't say the guy's name. Nice guy, by the way. I just I won't put him on blast. But like, so there's a guy that I, I, it's like I know through other people kind of thing. I don't really know him that well personally. But basically, to make a long story short, this guy is like a lifelong pro wrestling fan, right? Like he's like my, yeah. he's like thirty or whatever. All right, lifelong fan. Always see him, like, on social media and stuff. Like, he's one of those guys who, like, types in all caps all the time. Like, no matter what. It yeah, is. I love those people. Passion. But it isn't like that. It's it's more of, like, like uh, ooh, this is cringe type stuff. Um, yeah. Stuff, like, it'll, basically it'll be things where, like, clearly to him wrestling is, is very real. Like, mm-hmm. like he'll, on Facebook, I've seen it because I'm friends with this guy on Facebook as well. Because we have a lot of mutual friends. He, uh. Like, when Sting lost to Triple H, it was, like, this all-caps thing on Facebook about, like, Sting losing and, like, like, but it was, like, in a way in which I think he thinks, I think that in his mind, Sting had actually lost to Triple H. And this guy is a baseball umpire or, you know, like, part-time thing, right? So he's, like, umpires, and he got into, uh, refereeing for professional wrestling after he had been doing umpiring for a while. Oh no. That's how he found out it was choreographed because they started telling him during his referee training about how to convey like how much longer the match is and like what moves to do and like like wrap it up like the finish and all this stuff. So like he found out while oh, no. wrestling training and he's probably just looking around the room like, wait a second. And I'm talking like at the time. That's so embarrassing. This guy was like in his mid-20s when this happened. Because this was a few years ago. So like, Aww. and it's like, oh man. Like how did you, how did you possibly go this long without realizing? Um, but then he found out while he was in it. Which is, that's what's the fun. Right. Because when he signed up, he had to have been like, all right, I can't wait to get in there and, like, enforce the rules. Like, you know, if somebody... Right. I'm going to make sure, you know, like, the, no chairs. And, like, when they're... You know, one, two, three, four. Get in the corner. You know, like, he's probably... His intentions were so pure. Yeah, he wanted to referee, like, this fight, you know? And then, like, found out during it, like... And then I think he... Like, I think he's still a wrestling fan. Are you okay? Like, I think he never actually refereed any matches or anything after he like after he found out okay. he's, he's okay. He's still he's still alive and stuff, you know. But I, I think uh, I I think that it, it probably fucked with his head a bit when when he realized oh. as he was doing it what was going on. Yeah. That's so sad. And by the way, I need to. I also need to preface this by saying, or I should I should have prefaced this earlier. This is also like. Like, a totally normal dude. Like, I'm not making fun of somebody who's, like... Yeah. fun of anybody, to be honest. It's just a story. But, like, this isn't, like, a... The, he, he has, he's not a real kid. Like, he's not, not a real kid. Yeah. He's a grown-ass like, man. And he's, like, a totally normal fucking guy who, like, graduated high school and college and, like, the whole... So it's, like, I'm not... 
this isn't like I'm making fun of, you know, somebody who has some sort of like, just yeah. or something like that. that yeah. I promise you, I would never do that. Um, but it was just so funny because he's such a huge fan. And then he found out as he was doing the referee that it wasn't real. It's like, oh my God. Corey Williams said, this is the live, this is the wrestling version of Elf. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey says, we're not normal. What are you talking about? Very true. None of us are normal. I'll no. So for sure agree with No. I am not a normal human being with the amount of professional wrestling I watch for sure. So, you know. I was just lucky enough to wear, like, pretty much the first time I ever watched wrestling when I was, like, six. Like, I could clearly tell. And also, you know, I was familiar with, like, boxing and stuff. So I knew what it looked like when people really hit each other. So, like, I've, I've always known. But that was never the issue. It was always, I, I liked the story. I liked the, the performance. Like, I liked the characters. Like... Yeah, it's 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 like a TV show to me. I it, you know it's it's more than just that, but you know what I mean. That's how I view it. It's a I don't feel like I'm being. It's an art. They're trying to deceive me. They call it world wrestling entertainment. They're not it's trying to even seem. Yeah, not, they're not even trying to fool you at this point. It's, it's straight entertainment. Um, right. But uh. Yeah, here's my view on that though. Um, so there's someone that we know that my husband knows that we we started talking wrestling with. And he started, like, you know, when you talk to someone, you're like, oh, they think this is real. You know? Just go with it. Just go with it. PSA, if someone thinks it's real, do not ruin that for them. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, oh. like, oh, God, what was it? Oh, man. It was oh. like, oh, the when KO and Jericho, he was like, I cannot believe Kevin Owens did that to Jericho. He was, like, so upset. Who is and, this? like, um, it's someone that my husband knows. Oh, okay. He's so sweet. He's, like, literally the sweetest guy. He literally um, just got, like, internet. He had been paying full price for these damn pay-per-views, too. Like, on TV. Oh, like, instead of the network, he was, like, yeah. like 50 still? Ooh. Yeah. Like, I was, I offered to pay. I was going to send him to WrestleMania. I was going to get him a WrestleMania ticket. And um, I was going to pay for his network, but he said no. So, just because. But I just thought... Like, just do not, don't ruin it. Just keep kayfabe. Like, keep kayfabe. Do not ruin it for these people. Do not crush their dreams. Like, don't, if little kids want to believe in Santa, let them. Don't be a jerk, you know. Sure. And maybe, you know, you need to get those kind of people, like, you know, introduce them to, like, Jim Cornette. Because he'll, he'll make sure that you uh, continue to believe that it is not true. <laughs> Yeah. way too seriously i love drink Cornette, by the way like i know he gets a lot of yeah it's a gimmick yeah and i and i trust me i i get where the hate comes from with him i totally understand but um he's entertaining to listen to at least in my opinion and uh and yeah it's funny hearing him on like the dark side of the ring where he's talking about vince russo and like mm -hmm. and like he's like this mother like i'm paraphrasing and stuff but he's like basically like, this motherfucker like you know, he's, I want to fight this guy, blah, blah, blah. And he's, it's like, you know, Keats over here talking, Vince Russo says something like, you know, how are you going to get so mad, bro? Like, it's just wrestling. And, and Cornette's like, it's just wrestling. This is the only thing all I fucking care about. You know, it's like, <laughs> wrestling. Um, yeah. That. 
I know. It's Russo also. I mean, like, I like all these guys. They're all they're all misunderstood in some way, shape, or form. Like, even Miss Russo had a lot of really bad ideas. Also had a lot of really good ideas. Like, let's be honest. Like, a lot of bad yeah. There's also a lot of good ones. So, like... I think the, the problem with, like, Jim Cornette is that he kind of has this... Um, like, I get that it's a gimmick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, like, his thing. But, like, when he crosses that barrier into, like, real life and real people on social media and, like, roasting actual real people, then that's <laughs> when I see the problem. Like, you need to not... There's boundaries, bro. Like, respect those boundaries. Like, whatever. But I totally get what you're saying. Like, I totally get it. Like, they're part of wrestling history, you know? <laughs> it's, it's funny because... It's funny the way he looks at wrestling, too, because, like... I remember him talking, this is like years, like probably a year or so ago, when he first saw Darby Allen. And at first, he was a big Darby Allen fan. He was like, oh, this guy's presenting something different. Like, this is pretty cool. And then uh. he like realized that Darby Allen is like that in real life also. Like, he's like, he skateboards around and like does like jackass type stunts with his friends and all this kind of stuff. And he immediately turned on him. He went from like, this guy's cool to like, oh, this guy's not, this isn't even a gimmick. This is actually how this guy is. And so, like, he, like, turned on him. It's like, I don't know, it's just funny. It is funny. What are, what are y'all in the chat, just really, just curious, what do y'all think about New Jack? Just curious. Um, oh, man, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that dark side. I need to watch that. Like, well, you know, oh, I, Greg. Greg being a jerk over here. Oh, uh, that's pretty that. funny. I don't believe it, bro. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Don't worry. No, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, 100%. No Browns insult can hurt me. None. The Browns are insulting enough. Like, <laughs> I don't think people understand the shit that I go through as a <laughs> fucking Browns fan. Like, your word, you really think your words are going to hurt me? Like, please, get out of here. I have to watch them. I have to support them. Like... They find the most creative ways to win yet still lose, a.k.a. Miles Garrett. Jeez. Like, yeah. And, yeah, you know, I just, oh, I know you're just giving me a hard time about the Browns. It's fun. I like shit-talking with sports. I will, I will shit-talk with sports. I will, but not in real life. Um, I'm a fan of his work, criminal piece of shit. Who? Oh, that's Jack. Jack, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole um, the whole Dark Side of the Ring, but I've heard there's tea. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I knew most of, I mean, like, probably 95% of what, what they said on that show, but, like, that's what's great about the Dark Side, though, is, like, I go into those knowing a lot about most of these stories, but they always do find something or other that they've done, like, some sort of deep dive into where... It's like new information that I didn't know, which is pretty amazing they can do that, especially with some of these stories being so old and stuff. But uh, the New Jack thing is, is, is strange to me because of how polarizing it is. Because, like, there's a lot of people that are really, really, really big fans of his, and then there's all mm -hmm. people that think he's a criminal POS, like what they were saying in the chat. Um, it's weird because, like, my brother had never... My brother's, like, a very casual wrestling fan, just by way of being around me as often as he is. Mm -hmm. And, like, he had never seen or heard of New Jack, and he watched that documentary with me the, the night that it came out. And this was weeks ago. 
And he mm-hmm. told me the other day, he's like, man, he's like, I'm still thinking about that New Jack show. He's like, I, wow. He's like, it's like, he's like, it really bothers me. Like, how is this guy not in jail forever? Like, how is this guy getting away with the stuff he's gotten away with? Like, how are the other wrestlers? Like, how can any wrestler possibly praise him? Like, because a lot of wrestlers say good things about him during the show, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I would definitely recommend watching it because, uh, because this is the two sides of it, right? There's the one side where it's like, he clearly was doing shit he should not have been doing in the ring. Like, he mm-hmm. had a fucking, basically a knife in his pocket uh, to one of Jesus. stabbing his opponent in the head. He used a taser on, uh, I think it was Vic Grimes, before he threw him off of the, the rafters. Like, and he admitted he was trying to kill him with the throw. Like, he tried to oh. him in the wrong spot. And his opponent didn't know he had a taser on him. So, like, He's actually, like, criminally crazy, <laughs> fucking, like, and then there's the mass transit incident, which people are bringing up in the chat, too, which is not fully his fault, because the, because ECW, like, allowed a, basically an untrained minor to wrestle New Jack with, like, hardly oh, any experience. Yeah, and then this New Jack great. almost killed him. You know, it's like, there's, there's all this stuff, but... Um, and, and I'm more on that side, to be honest. Like, I, if I was a wrestler, I would have never wanted to get in the ring with the guy because of his track record and, and all that. But the side of it that they don't really capture on that show, because they clearly didn't have the rights to the music, which is understandable, is when New Jack came out in ECW and NWA was blasting on the speakers. And, like, he'd come out and, like, the music would play while he was in the ring. So, like... He'd be coming out, and everyone would be going crazy for this, you know, NWA music. And he'd come out with, like, the guitar with, like, uh, gunpowder inside of it and, like, the staple gun and, like, all his weapons and shit. And he'd come out, and, like, the music would still be playing as he's, like, hitting people in the head. And people would be... The crowd would lose their shit. Like, he was incredibly over with the crowd. And when he would climb to the top of the building and jump off the rafters through, through tables and stuff, he was incredibly over. So, like, that's... That's the side of it they don't fully capture, I feel like, on the show, because that's the only justification you can give any of it, is, like, the wrestlers that don't talk shit about him, because most of them probably should, based on, like, what he did to people in the ring, I think mm-hmm. the other side of respect, where they're like, but y'all don't understand, like, back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, when he was coming out and doing this stuff, the crowds were losing their shit, like, people were buying tickets to see what New Jack was going to do. Stuff like yeah, if you want to read uh, Corey Williams's super chat, thank you so much. Um, it says in the beginning when he was going against the racist crowds, I was like, "Go you, yes." And he went like it was too far. Yeah, I I agree. So like New Jack initially started getting a notoriety in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which Jim Cornette owns or owned. So like, mm-hmm. so that gimmick was actually brilliant. He was basically going in front of racist white crowds and, like, provoking mm. them to, like, call him the N-word, basically. Like, in the Oh, my crowd. God, I hate like, that word so much. But but that's kind of, but that's, like, he was, his job was to go out there and rile up these racist white crowds with the stuff he would do. Oh, my God, that sounds so dangerous. But it was great pro wrestling. Like, no. for, for, you know, the, I mean, because we're, we're talking, like, Tennessee, uh, you know, like, the, like, 80s and 90s kind of era where like or, or you know like yeah in in the in the areas where like racism still very much exists and he would go in there 
Because it, it does take balls to do that. Because you go in. Oh my god! Stuff I'm like, nervous thinking about it. Oh my god. Yeah. So that kind of stuff I gotta even respect for because like he went out there and like did his job like to get the crowd riled up. But then it was like all that other stuff is what I had a problem with is like all the yeah all the hurting your opponents on purpose and because basically this will ruin a little bit of it, but like people who've already seen it obviously know he did some shit where like he he basically attacked another wrestler with essentially with a knife and was like stabbing him in the head. And then that wrestler, uh, then he went to jail and he was, huh? He stabbed him in the head. Yeah. Like five, five or seven times or something like that. And then new Jack winds up like getting arrested for it. And he was going to serve like a long ass time in jail, like 20, 30 years or some shit over it. And he basically told the wrestler that, that he had done this to, like the reason he was, he was getting these charges pressed against him. He basically told that wrestler, Hey, if you drop these charges, I'll make sure that you get some sort of at least tryout with the WWE because he had done that for wrestlers in the past, even though he didn't work for the WWE, he had had a lot of contacts and he would magically like as favors for people, like something would happen and he'd be like, the next thing you know, like, he wouldn't be in trouble anymore. And then that person would get like a, like a tryout match or he'd be like a jobber or enhancement talent or something on WWE TV, like not long after. Because oh, basically getting out of his legal troubles by promising opportunities to other wrestlers. And I believe what he did the last time was he was going to serve all this time in jail. He promised this guy, the guy dropped the case against him and then he fucking ghosted. Like new Jack just like didn't help this guy out at all, but got out of jail. Like, Otherwise, he'd be in jail all over it, most likely. Whoa. Yeah. That's a deep dive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. That sounds like a movie. That doesn't even sound like real life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy's whole life. I mean, because, I mean, they show, you know, they, they, like, reenact stuff, you know, and, like, New Jack admits, like, he was high on coke during, like, all of this also. Like, he, he just Stay be in the back. <laughs> he'd just be in the back just snorting lines and then go out to the ring and, like, literally tase people and, like, throw them off shit and, like, jump off the ceiling of the, the, the building onto people and stuff and, like, just coked out of his mind, like. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, I need to watch that. Yeah, you know, I've been really into now. I've been really into these um so I've been down this like deep YouTube hole lately. So it started out with Disney vloggers, right? My husband watches these Tim Trackers, Disney vlogger guy. And then there's this guy Adam Wu and he goes to like these abandoned places and then through that I found these abandoned house videos like urban exploration and somehow through that I found 911 calls, like top 10 creepy 911 calls with backstories and text. And I've been like watching all those. And that <laughs> sounds like right up my alley. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd enjoy it. It's like an hour long of. I love morbid stuff. I am totally into morbid stuff. Like I, that's my, that's my jam. So. You probably like the, the newest Dark Side episode, which is Herb Abrams, who used to own yeah. WF. And. You want to talk about cocaine? That's another guy. Like, that's a wild story of a cokehead who 
ran a um, wrestling company. Mm-mm. That's bad drug, man. Yeah, I would uh, advise staying away from it. But, uh, you know, y'all do you. Do whatever you want. I mean, you do you. I don't condone drug use. But... Nah, BTE is drug free. Yeah. I've drank so much. I drink so much White Claw on this show that like I can't even pretend to be drug free. Like, You've been drinking White Claw? I didn't even notice. Well, no, not today. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just drinking <laughs> seltzer and coffee. I was like, bro, you been sneaking that in your coffee cup? Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't coffee. Uh, yeah. No, y'all know when I'm drinking White yeah. Claw. It's like the tall. The tall can. Yes. My husband's been drinking, um, shit. They got vodka, it's vodka soda. Nice. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. High noon. High noon. High noon. Hmm. I don't drink because I get stupid and make dumb choices when I drink. So I just decide not to drink because I get like an idiot. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just get dumb. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> before before I have, I don't need a mug shot or anything, so. Yeah, fuck that. We need the show to keep going. Yeah. Well, that's probably a pretty good stopping point for the most part. If, if anybody has any extra um, super chats you want to throw out there at the very end, I'd be happy, me and Jesse, to answer your question. Yeah, I DM'd you the list. I DM'd you the list with all the extra entries from the Super Chats as well. Thank you. I am opening that right now. And I... What was the uh, what was the website we used last time? Oh, shit. What was that? It's probably still in my Skype messages from you from... Yeah, it should be. There it is. Random Picker. This one actually worked better than the other one I had used. So we're going to use this one again. And then I saw that second message that had some more for Gil. Mm-hmm. This was a great chat. Very engaging. I'm super happy. Like, that. thank you so much for all those super chats, everyone. Like, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. And not just the super chats, but everyone in the chat. The Corys, the Gels, the JGZs, the Unicorns, the everybody. Like, we appreciate you guys so much. It does make it so much more fun for us. Um, so I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. It really does make me happy. It does bring me joy. So I just wanted to say that really quick. <laughs> yeah. And I echo those sentiments 100%. Um, very, very much appreciated. Uh, and Gail, uh, I've seen every episode of Dark Side, uh, first season all the way through. So I have seen the Dino Bravo episode. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next two weeks. Uh, this ne- this upcoming week we've got the Road Warriors, and then the following week, the big one, Owen Hart, where Martha's yeah. talking and stuff. And that is that is going to be interesting because that's like, what, 30? It was not, May 23rd, 1999. So 99 to 09 to 19, so 20 years. Wow. Is that 9 to 09? Well, it's 2020. Yeah. You missed a year. Oh yeah, so yeah, I guess twenty-one years. But, uh, but yeah, that's gonna be that one's gonna be wild because she really doesn't talk publicly about. No, it. she's she still has it out for the WWE and Vince, and they're gonna be talking specifically about the stunt that that pulled mm. and everything. So like, mm. yeah, very uh, very. I'm very interested in that. 
Uh, before I do the uh, the drawing for uh, for the entry for Wrestle Rumble, I'm gonna go over our sponsors just real quick. Um, obviously, starting with Wrestle Rumble, um, I'll be talking about them more with. I'll talk about them before I do the entry. Um, we have my brother Brian Jensen. He is. Yeah. He, I'm wearing his merchandise right now: Steel Boxing and Athletics. He is a part-time owner. A part-time, part-time owner doesn't make any sense. He is a <laughs> owner of the gym, um, and he can help you. You know, even over quarantine, and whether you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you in person. If you're Anywhere else in the world, he can help you online. Um, this is a different video. This is him in person. He's got the Parkinson's class back now. <gasps> yay! Oh, yay! I'm so happy. I haven't been on Instagram, so... Nice. Yeah, he appreciates that. Um, anyone who wants to give him a follow, uh, please do. I'm going to go like that post right now. His handle is BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Um, you know, if you don't want to be inside, like, he'll help you outside. Helping them outside. We're in a fight talk t-shirt. You can get those at whatamaneuver.net. That's my shirt. If you want to drop, uh, drop a little love there. And then uh, he can help you online. Like this is him doing classes with people through webcams and stuff. So uh, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. And then we've also got Heroes and Legends, which is a professional wrestling come basically a memorabilia and a collectibles company. They have action figures, DVDs, autographs, old programs, magazines, anything you can think of. And they do live auctions on their Facebook page often. Uh, so make sure to follow them on all social media at HL Pro Wrestling. That's HL Pro Wrestling on all social media. And uh, here's a lot of great people to give you a good deal and fair prices and all that good stuff. So uh, definitely check their stuff out. And then we have Wrestle Rumble. Now I've obviously been talking about that quite a bit. Um, the Money in the Bank Pick'em Contest is $10 for one entry, $3 for 20 or five entries for 30 The top prize is $1,000 cash. There's also the Classic Tag Team Championship raffle for $10, and you can see that right there. Uh, the drawing for that's going to be tomorrow. And for the, uh, well, for Wrestle Rumble, make sure to follow them on, uh, on Twitter, at Wrestle Rumble, to stay up to date with all their contests. Speaking of contests, let's yeah. winner. Did you get the extra gal entries in there? I did. Got them there. Okay. So this is everybody's name who either asked for a free entry and or uh, sent a super chat. And the super chats got you two additional entries. So some people have two, some people have one, some people have three, depending on uh, the super chats and all that stuff. So they're all right there. And I'm going to hit this pick a random item. And whoever's name pops up is who is going Ooh, I'm nervous. The free entry. So here we go. I wish everyone could win. The winner is Corey Williams. Woo! Congratulations, Congratulations Corey. You get a free entry for the Money in the Bank Pick'em Contest. Um, I, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter or if you're on Twitter, but just send me, mention me just in a tweet. And I will direct message you to get the information that I need to get that sent out to you. So that goes for you, Corey, and anyone else who has won an entry. You should all be getting an email directly from Russell Rumble sometime tomorrow before the show. It's usually in the morning or afternoon time, but plenty of time uh, before the show to get those entries in. But just keep your eyes out for them, and I will let 
Um, my boy Matt, who runs Wrestle Rumble, um, I will let him know about your free entry, and he'll make sure to get those out to you guys tomorrow. Um, so that's everything I have, Jesse. What do you have going on? Um, basically, follow me on Twitter. My handle is right down below uh, at Jesse the Buckeye, J S S I T A G B U C K E Y E. And um, yeah, that's my Twitter. I also do have an OnlyFans, the best way to come in contact with me. I don't answer Twitter DMs usually. Very rarely do I go in there. Um, literally, the first time in a while I've gone in there was to send Steven the entries. Um, so if you do want to talk, we can talk about wrestling or whatever. If you want to make some other purchases from my OnlyFans, you're more than welcome to. Um, you can go into my DMs. I will be answering my DMs after this. I've, I'm having so much anxiety because I haven't answered them yet. And I have like 31 and I'm like, ah! Um, because I do always try my best to get to everyone as soon as I can. Um, lots of really fun content. Did some extra stuff last night during SmackDown, which is why I wasn't um, as active yesterday on SmackDown. So it's cool stuff over there. Um, it's OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye, J-E-S-S-I-T-H-E-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. Um, would really, really appreciate the support over there. Obviously, no pressure. I also do have a Papa John's Pizza uh, discount code it's j-e-s-s-i two five and that's 25 percent off your full price online order um you can use it up to 100 times until the end of the year so um use it for all your sodi pops and pizza pies a click of the mouse and papa's in the house honey yes papa bless that's all my sponsorships yes and then scarlet is over at her mimi and papa's right now which is why there was no run-in um so that's why she's having fun with my mom, you know, kind of like a little Mother's Day thing for her. So, and then I'm, they're going to come over and we're going to have a big barbecue tomorrow. So, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it should be fun. Um, tomorrow should be fun, too. So that's all my plugs. Don't know about you. Other than uh, you can follow me on did. Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at fighttalk underscore f i g h t t a l k underscore. I always have a time. I always have a hard time saying or spelling the word talk when I do that. F i g h t t a l k underscore. Um, oh yeah. And I'll be doing the Fightful Select Weekender podcast tomorrow, talking about indie wrestling and being the elite and whatever else is going on outside the WWE and AEW. So if you want to check that out. That's available at fightfulselect.com as a part of the premium Patreon service for Fightful. Um, so I'll be doing that tomorrow. And we'll be watching Money in the Bank tomorrow. I'll be watching, if, as long as the show still happens, I'll be watching UFC 249 tonight. Uh, I plan on getting some mango habanero wings and some lemon pepper. Watching the fights tonight. Ooh. Yeah, looking forward to that. Probably drink a few White Claws. So yeah, that's my weekend. And uh, Oh, I'll give this a plug, too. As long as the UFC happens, um, I'm supposed to be a guest on a podcast for the Sobros Network on Monday afternoon. I don't know when the episode's going to drop, but uh, we're going to be talking. I'll be talking to my, my friend John Mosley, uh, who works for the Sobros Network out of Nashville, Tennessee, and he's going to be we're going to be uh, talking about the fallout from UFC 249. Um, I also recently recorded a podcast with my friend Adam Abramowitz, who does a show called Inside the Mind's Eye, where he uh, he basically interviews people about like dream jobs or people who have jobs that they were like striving to get and stuff like that. So we talk a lot about like MMA on point, this podcast, my other podcasts, stuff like that. And that's going to drop either tomorrow or the following Sunday. So shout out to Adam Abramowitz and his podcast. Definitely check that out as well. 
Um, but yeah, that's everything I've got. Me too. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Um, stay healthy, stay happy, and be well. Yeah. Stay safe, stay happy, be well. Enjoy Money in the Bank. <laughs>